Hey everyone, Dan Howard here at Gunnison St. Joe's with the GSTJ Community Health Podcast. And on this edition, we are going to be talking with Jennifer Fro. Jennifer is a community health educator with Juneau County Health Department. She's going to be talking all about the Wisconsin Well Woman Program. This is something that every woman in Wisconsin needs to know about. Here we go. everybody uh, welcome back and uh, joining me today is Jennifer Fro from uh, Juneau County Health Department how are you I am great thank you for having me today yeah it's great to have you we, you know we've been meaning to talk about this um, Wisconsin Ball Women program for like ages and um, with uh, breast cancer uh, awareness month on the horizon I was like man this would be a really good time to kind of talk about it um, and actually the more I've dug into it, I'm like, we really need to talk about it because this is like this is like the secret sauce that Wisconsin has. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of secret sauce that Wisconsin has, but this is like this is one of the secret programs that really everybody should should talk about. But before we get into that, let's talk about let's talk about you and let's talk about what you do. So you're over at Juno County. What yeah. kind of stuff do you do over there? Yeah, so um, my name is Jennifer. Like uh, Dan said, I am a health educator here at the health department. One of my main responsibilities is being coordinator for the Wisconsin Well Woman Program. Um, I cover for that program, though, 10 counties. So I cover the counties of Adams, Columbia, Dodge, Grant, Green, Iowa, Juneau, Lafayette, Richland, and Sauk counties. I always list them alphabetically so I don't forget <laughs> any of them because <laughs> it's a lot to cover. So I basically like cover the southwest corner kind of of the state of Wisconsin for the Well Woman program. And I always hear from women that I'm working with that, hey, why why isn't this program more out there? More people need to be made aware of it. It's, it's a simple program. It's an easy program. Um, and we can get women in and get them screened for services. Like you talked, October's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So what a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. So let's 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 dive right into what the Wisconsin Well Woman Program is. So it's a state program. We just want to make that clear that even though you're in Juneau County and you cover those ten counties, that this is actually open to any woman uh, of certain ages within the state of Wisconsin. So let's talk about what is the Well Wisconsin Well Woman Program. Yeah. So the program is it's basically a federally funded program. It's funded through the, the CDC. So not only is it just here in the state of Wisconsin, but in uh, nationwide, um, other states have very, very similar programs um, to this as well. Um, so the Wisconsin Well Woman Program is a breast and cervical cancer screening program funded through the CDC, the National Breast and Cervical Cancer Early Detection Program. And what it does, I like to tell women um, when they call, it's a program basically to reduce the barriers and get women in for their annual checkups. It'll cover a pap, pelvic, clinical breast exam, and a mammogram. Um, and I always tell people, don't worry. Um, if something does come back abnormal, we're not going to just just drop. Um, we're going to follow you through that. The program will cover um, up to finding out what's going on um, so that we're not just leaving a woman um, with not knowing where, where things are at. So it covers it covers a breast and cervical cancer screening. So we're talking about a, a pap smear. We're talking about a pelvic exam. We're talking about a breast exam by a physician, a physical breast exam. Yeah. And then we're talking mammogram services too. 
Yeah, exactly. And like I said, too, if any of those, like the pap comes back abnormal, the doctor wants you to come back in for follow-up, we're going to cover that. The Well Woman Program will cover that. If that mammogram, um, you go in for that initial mammogram, they call you back and say, hey, we need to do some additional mammography views, a breast ultrasound. We're going to follow you through that. We're going to follow you through that biopsy um, to find out what's going on in there. Because it's important to understand that with, with mammas, and I'm, I'm, I'm learning this as I've been in healthcare now for like seven or eight years, um, that there is a screening mammogram, which is annual or, or every two years now. Um, and it's based on, you know, age and, and family history and things like that. And that it's, there's no symptoms involved. I'm not trying to diagnose anything. It's just general screening. But then there's that diagnostic mammogram, which is a potential follow-up. So with this program, someone can come in for a screening and then go, oh, there's some lumpy tissue here. They need some, they need a, they need a more detailed mammogram later on. I get that's what, and, th and then this program covers that, right? Exactly. So the screening mammogram, and then if they would call you back for that diagnostic mammogram, sometimes along with that diagnostic mammogram, they'll do a breast ultrasound. Pretty common that they're done in hand in hand. Both are covered. Or let's say that you're a woman, you go into the doctor because, hey, you found a lump and they want you to go straight to diagnostic mammogram. Definitely covered through the program. That's amazing. Um, so let's talk about the Let's talk about how people, how women get uh, enrolled in this. So there's the obviously you have to be a, a resident of Wisconsin. What are the age uh, limits on this? Yeah. So the main um, age group of women I work with are between the ages of 40 and 64. Um, the program does have um, some leniency for women 35 to 39. So like, let's say I have a woman 35 to 39 with some breast symptoms or maybe hasn't been in for a pap for years and years and years. Um, and they, they're behind on it. We can get those younger women enrolled too. Like the woman 35 shows up to the doctor with a with a breast lump and doesn't have any health insurance, or hey, needs to go right to diagnostic and hasn't met a deductible yet. We can get them duly enrolled in our program, get them in, and find out what's going on. So really, I like to say 35 to 64 for that age group. And there's so if you have insurance, or if you little to no insurance, or if you have no insurance. How does that how does that work? Does that stop people from being able to access the program? Yeah, a little confusing. So if you don't have health insurance, sure, let's find out. Do you meet all the other guidelines? So let's get you enrolled. But when I say little health insurance, people are like, what are you talking about? So like, let's say I have insurance and I have a super high deductible, four or $5,000 deductible um, that we sometimes see. And all of a sudden I have a breast lump and I know, hey, I got a diagnostic ma'am. I got an ultrasound. I got a possible biopsy coming up. I haven't met my deductible. That's all going to be out of pocket then. What we can do is we duly enroll them. They have their primary insurance that's billed through their insurance, but we have Well Woman as that backup. So instead of that woman having to pay that money out of pocket, it can be billed to the Wisconsin Well Woman program. Helps that women also get closer to their deductible. Oh, wonderful! I that I was I was looking at my notes and I'm like, what does what did, what does little insurance mean? Um, <laughs> and then obviously there's there's income guidelines too which i i everybody i feel like everybody needs to know where they're at 
in terms of like income guidelines and federal poverty guidelines because there's a lot of programs out there that are based based you know uh, along the lines of whether they're 100% of the federal poverty level 200% and so on um so what are the guidelines with the federal poverty side of things yeah so the Wisconsin well women program sits at 250% of the federal poverty federal poverty level, which is a lot higher than a lot of other programs out there. Um, if you look at some other public health programs, they're usually around 185% of the federal poverty level. So when we're looking at family size, family size of one, and I always got to kind of look at my cheat sheet, um, for a family size of one, you can make up to $36,450 a year. For a family size of two, $49,300 a year. For a family size of three, up to $62,150 a year. Family size of four is $75,000 a year. And then as we go up, that increases incrementally um, for higher family um, sizes. So if you're, if you're a single woman at home right now with no kids, $36,450 is the, that if you're earning less than that, you're, you're pretty much guaranteed this program. You are, yes, as long as you're a resident and you, um, we talked and you're in those age guidelines, yep, it's, yep, would they be ready to go with the program? And likewise, you know, I, I always focus on the family of four because it seems, when I look at the yes. data, so that seems to be like the average. So you're, you're a, a, a 40 year old woman inside a family of four and your household earns less than 75 grand for the year, you, you're going to get enrolled in this program and they should be talking to you about this program. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Exactly. They should be calling. Um, and then I think what's also important to kind of point out is we do live in a rural area. So when we look at our self-employed people, we look at um, farm families maybe um, that are, you know, self-employed, we look at their net taxable income. So kind of after deductions and things like that. So we do in a rural area see that a lot of our self-employed people do qualify for this program. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask as well, do they take into account like assets? Like if you're earning less than $36,000, but you've got, you know, a million dollar mansion, do, how do, do they factor any of that in? We actually, um, because this program just kind of comes through a local, we just have to kind of look at their current income. What currently is coming into the household? You know, we have even during looking back during COVID, we had women, you know, maybe not working as much or, um, we can take a look kind of at currently what's going on in that household or, hey, I just lost a job or my spouse just lost their job. Mm -hmm. We can kind of look at current. We don't have to go way back and look, OK, last year, exactly what was going on and things like that. So that's that's really nice about about, about the program. Mm -hmm. So how do they how do they enroll? It seems like I mean, like this, if it, it feels like you should just be automatically enrolled at birth. <laughs> like and then when you when you hit the age and the income limits, like you're already like the paperwork's already done. But how does someone get in the program? Yeah, that would be really nice if it was that way. But it actually is a very, very simple process. Um, there is a simple enrollment form. It's a, basically a one-page form. And if women have uh, fears of even filling that out, I can fill it out over the phone with them, um, do that frequently as well. It's basically a form asking for basic information like um, address, telephone number. Um, do you have health insurance? Yes or no. Do you have Medicare? Yes or no. Um, do you have a, a healthcare provider? Do you have a doctor that you see regularly? 
Um, they usually sign that information. Um, and then we usually do have to kind of talk through that age guideline and that income guideline. Just because it is funded through the CDC, we do have to make sure that you do meet those guidelines. Um, so we talk through that pretty um, thoroughly, and then they can either sign or they can send in even proof of that information as well. Because I cover such a large area, I do a lot of it through the mail. You don't have to make a special trip in to see me. You can if you want, <laughs> um, but you don't have to. We can do it through the mail. I usually include a self-addressed stamped envelope so they can complete that, um, sign it. If I fill it out with them, I just send it to them for their, their signature date, and they send it back to me, and then we get them going and get them get get them scheduled for that appointment and get them in. So if... Um... Is it is it something that could be retroactive? Like if someone has already, if someone's gone and got their uh, memo and they're already, you know, in the pipeline and they they found something and then they hear about this program, can they come to you and say, hey, look, I already started, but can I can I re-enroll? Can they please. do that? Please, yeah, please call me. Um, happy to take a look. Um, just worked with a woman the other day. She had some services done just a few, like within the last month or two. We're taking a look to see how we can help her. Um, normally we can, um, as long as the healthcare system is willing to work with us and go back and bill for those, we can definitely help them out. So please, yeah, give us a call right away so we can look at that. That's amazing. And once, so obviously the importance of these screenings shouldn't I mean it's never going to be overshadowed but when when we find something how how comprehensive is this program what, you know let's say someone does get a a positive screening for breast cancer and now the journey is going to be long and hard we're talking about potential you know surgeries lumpectomies radiation chemo uh you know maybe I mean, how how far does it go? Does it go into, you know, mental health? Is there any mental health treatment? Because I'm sure, like, I mean, if I was given a cancer diagnosis, you know, I would need someone to be asking me how I'm feeling, like, mentally. Yeah. How how comprehensive is it? Like, how far will it will it go? Yeah. So, super big fear from a lot of women I talk to. Like, do I really want to sign up and find out what's going on? Um. So really awesome is that the Wisconsin Well Women program is going to get you through the screening part. We're going to get you in, find out what's going on, get you to diagnosis. If there is a diagnosis of breast or cervical cancer um, or a precancerous cervical condition and, hey, treatment is needed, if you do not have any other health insurance, we're going to kind of move you to what's called Wisconsin Well Woman Medicaid. And the tricky part is, or the, the word is Medicaid, um, super similar to a lot of our state insurance. It is complete medical coverage through that treatment. So it's it's going to get you through if, if a lumpectomy is needed, if, if they decide on mastectomy, um, it's going to get you through radiation. It's going to get you through chemo if needed, um, complete medical coverage. Um so that you don't have to worry about that. It also, because it's a straight Medicaid program, it covers transportation. So if you're traveling, we live in a rural area, you have to travel to a bigger facility to get that done. You can go anywhere in the state of Wisconsin that accepts that Medicaid. So it, just an amazing little aspect to the program is we're not going to just leave it, um, leave you sit there to figure that out. We're there to follow you through that journey. Um, and then me as your as a coordinator, I'm going to go ahead and um, 
hook you up with other resources that you might need. You talked about the mental health side of things. Maybe I'm out of work now and maybe I need help with food resources or different things like that. Or I have a family and I have children that need childcare. Let's look at that together and let's work through that together. You know, Jennifer, the world needs more people like you. You know, <laughs> you're a, you're a, um, you're, I mean, you're essentially a, I mean, we talk, we talk, going to use the word caseworker, but, you know, pe people that are, are struggling with those kind of situations, it's great that our public health system has people like you that can kind of, you know, help people navigate that, that stuff. Because I've been in healthcare like eight, almost nine years, and I'm the one that's supposed to be communicating about what's going on in healthcare. And it confuses me most of the time, you know. So I can't imagine how difficult it would be for people that that don't live in healthcare <laughs> to try and navigate the system, you know. Yeah, yeah, and that's really half of it. Sometimes is just navigating through that healthcare system with that individual, somebody who's never had to navigate that before or work through that. Um, so I work with lots of different healthcare systems. Um, um, so just kind of helping that woman weave through that journey. Um, we're not just going to let you sit there and and try to figure it out yourself. Let's work together um, and and be an advocate for that woman. That is that is just excellent. Um, before we go, can we recap the uh, the screening guidelines for for women? Um, so breast and cervical. Like what what are we at right now? What's the current recommendations? Yeah, so um, there's definitely some different recommendations out there. Um, so like, so let's start with breast. Um, there's really a couple, there's a lot of conflicting information out there regarding those guidelines. Um, I kind of got a peek here. So the American Cancer Society, there's, they're one of the main ones. They recommend women between the ages of 40 and 44 really to kind of talk to their provider and really continue to think about starting that journey with mammography and things like that. Women between 45 then and sorry, 45 and 54 recommend annual screening mammogram. Then after that, you can really switch, you know, talking with your doctor about your history and things like that, switching to if need to be every year or some women will go to every other year. Now, there's also the Wisconsin um, United States Preventative Task Force. They have a couple different guidelines, 50 to 74, um, really recommending every couple years. Those little younger women though, 40 to 49, that's when they're saying annual mammography screening. And that's why Well Woman just recently switched to starting annual mammography screening at the age of 40. Um, so super excited to be able to offer that now regularly for those women. Yeah. So I always tell women, they'll have a conversation with your doctor um, because every you're an individual, your history might be it's going to be different from somebody else's. And should you start earlier? Should you wait? So definitely have that conversation with your healthcare um, provider. All great information. Um, Jennifer, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today about the Wisconsin Well Women Program. And I am certainly going to be telling as many people as I can about this program because this, like I say, it's it's one of it's one of those it's one of those secrets that everybody needs to know about now, you know. Yeah. Particularly when you know, if you're if you're a female and you're you're heading to that to that four year mile marker, like this this is something that you should definitely know about. Particularly if you're fitting into these um, federal guideline um, brackets too. So, again, thank you very much for uh, for being on the podcast today. Uh, if you've got any questions about anything you've heard today on the podcast, please drop them in the comments below. Otherwise, we'll be back after the break. Thanks, Jennifer. Thank you. As healthcare providers, our calling is to protect people's health and prevent illness. Today, risks for preventable diseases and viruses are on the rise. 
but we can change that together. Vaccinations will save lives and they will help protect our communities. Hey, welcome back. Uh, big thanks to Jennifer from Juneau County for uh, joining us today on the podcast talking about the Wisconsin Well Woman Program. Um, if you're a woman age uh, 35 or older, you should definitely know more about this program, uh, particularly if you uh, meet some of these income guidelines. Uh, we'll take a look at the income guidelines now and bring them up. Uh, so for a household size of one, uh, if you're under 36,450, uh, for the year, um, you'll be eligible for this program. If you're a household size of two, 49,300 is the threshold, all the way up to uh, family size of four, uh, threshold is 75,000. And it goes on and on and on. You know, if you have a family size of, or a household size of six, seven, eight, there's, there's calculations for that too. Um, so if you fall into these income thresholds, uh, definitely uh, take a look at the Wisconsin Wellwoman Program. For more information, you can uh, search Wisconsin Well Woman Program on Google, and uh, you can take a look at the uh, DHS uh, website, the dhs.wisconsin.gov website. There's a lot of information on there about the Wisconsin Well Woman Program, as well as a listing of all of the program coordinators by county. So you can find out exactly who you need to speak to, uh, whether it's Jennifer, if you're in Juneau County, or the other nine counties that Jennifer covers, or uh, any of the county, uh, any of the, the other 72 counties here in the state of Wisconsin. And that's it uh, for another month, for another podcast. Um, until next time, take care.